This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello Dreamers and welcome to The Dreamers Disease with myself Alex Manzi, hearing the stories of inspirational people who are out in the world and following their passions and dreams. Because for me, it's the disease of dreaming and not doing that causes us to live unhappy lives. So we try to gain some wisdom and motivation from each guest and, you know, try to learn from it essentially. So on this episode, I'm joined by Joshua Coombs, who's a trained hairdresser, but spends his spare time taking to the streets to cut the hair of homeless people. And he's got this incredible story and has been on an amazing journey over the past few years. And it's really powerful to hear someone talk about connecting to their person and finding that human connection. And it's a really, really inspirational episode. So I hope you guys love this one. But before we jump in, I wanna thank you for listening. I wanna remind you to hit that subscribe button and you know, make sure you leave a review so I know what you think of the podcast. And you can also follow the Instagram account for daily inspiration at the underscore dreamers disease. So before we jump in, I've got some really exciting news. And that's that I'm teaming up with the London Podcast Festival on Thursday the 13th of September to bring you the second ever live show for the podcast. And at this one, I'm going to be joined by my good friend Shadira, aka The Slumflower, who's an award-winning blogger and best-selling author. And if you don't know about her, then you're missing out. But I can guarantee you there's going to be loads of great conversation, good energy, inspiration, and we even chuck in some Q&A at the end. So, so the tickets are less than £10 and they're super limited. So if you're interested and you want to come down and find out more information, go to thedreamersdisease.co.uk forward slash tickets for all the info and the link to buy them. And I hope to see you there. I wanna thank you for listening. I wanna remind you to hit that subscribe button and you know, make sure you leave a review so I know what you think of the podcast. And you can also follow the Instagram account for daily inspiration at the underscore dreamers disease. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear Joshua's story. To kickstart us off, can you just tell the people listening a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, um, I guess well, by trade, I'm a hairdresser. Um, I used to be a musician. I used to do that for a while. And then mm. mid-20s, I trying to be a hairdresser. But the last few years, um, really, I've been living something, which is these four words, do something for nothing. And that's kind of a hashtag that I use. Mm. And it started out a few years ago when I went out onto the street. And I was meeting people in London, uh, people who are homeless, people who, you know, who are literally sleeping on the streets here. And try and have a conversation and then that turned into a haircut and then yeah from there really there's been an evolution of like a few years that's taken me to now and this is really kind of a movement of people who are trying to use um social media for some good stuff yeah which is great and i think you know i I kind of stumbled across your instagram page i can't remember how or why but i did like a couple years ago maybe uh, I've been following the journey and it's been it's really really it's nice when I see the pictures come up I'm like oh, it, just, it makes me feel like a nice warm like fuzz inside and it's just like it's wicked to see someone out there who's like you know dedicating time to something that's so simple but is you know I can imagine only like really good for the, the people that you're doing it for and with yeah mate it's um it's a really really interesting thing because I guess I didn't really see like how this was going to progress mm. into like truly like taking over my life and I now I can look back and kind of realize it was actually because it became addictive to me like I I thought I approached what I was doing which is you know people who are homeless in like a political standpoint yeah. which was like shit like there's so many people on the street I need to like try and help I need to try and like do what I can to help this out but yeah. I think quite quickly I realized that like I had it all wrong this idea of like I was, you know, I, I was just helping that person because it was truly helping me. Like yeah. it was truly like when I went out and did what I, I do, I was, 
I was listening to people and I was hearing people who confronted themselves as humans, people who were like all kinds of different stories and reasons. And it was like not only educational, but it was like a transaction. It was a two way street. Like I'd, 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 it was like therapy for me in some way too, mm. you know, um, which is the, which is not really kind of what I expected to begin with. Yeah. So when, what was the sort of main motivation the first time you, where you'd thought, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this. Like what made you do that? Well, I think it's important to, I think recognize really where I was at in my life, which was, I was kind of in a place where I was working in a salon. Like I enjoyed my job. It was, it was, it was a good place to be most mm. of the time. And like, you know, I knew how much money I got each month and what my rent was going to be. And like, you know, it was fairly standard. Like I'd yeah. see friends and do whatever I was doing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I, I come out of like kind of, uh, I mean, there was a relationship that was ending. There was different things happening for me, but it was actually the main reason was to try and forget about me for a while, to be yeah. honest. It was to try and forget about like where I needed to be, where I should be tomorrow, what I should have done, you know, like just constantly kind of in my mind about whatever it was that I was doing in my life. And yeah, I just it was like a two a two pronged thing I guess which was really like I c couldn't pass people anymore and just sort of drop a coin in a cup or buy someone a coffee and feel like that I was any more connected to it so as far as the people on the street there was like this need to want to listen and yeah. want to know more but I think that was also a crossover within me of wanting to like drop this worrying about my own shit all the time yeah. you know and like and it was those two things meeting that, that kind of led me to that first haircut. And it was this guy who was a similar age to me. And and I guess I was cross-referencing my life to his because I'm like, all right, well, I'm 27 at the yeah. time. He's 27 or I was nearly 28. And like, why am I kind of, you know, why am I here? And he's there. And it yeah. was, we, we built some rapport. One time I had my um, my backpack on me. I was on the way to cut a friend's hair and... I ended up cutting this this guy's hair instead. I asked him mm. if he wanted a haircut, and it was true. Like in that moment, the first haircut, yeah. I was like, "Okay, this is something I want to do more." Yeah. And the next day, when I went in, I was talking to my clients about it. And then that weekend, on the Sunday, I went out again and met some more people. And then it became like a, like I said, it was kind of like a drug. Really, yeah. it sort of got like, almost addictive in a way. Yeah. And yeah. how how much of it do you feel like now, when you reflect back, brought you into the present? Because you were kind of, you know, saying. You had a lot of stuff that you're thinking about your past and you know where you should be and what you could be doing and this and that and just having that moment with someone just bring you right into like the present moment without having to think about anything else well that's that, that's exactly it right that the word being like present i think it's it's rare that we're like truly present for one another and it's amazing now in long form like talking now and you know having time for like real conversations yeah. again that's why i love podcasts so much but it's like during the day-to-day -day rat race or everyone following their little trail around yeah. the cities they live in or wherever you are, like, it's pretty rare to have that time for one another. And I think, yeah, that sort of, sort of came from a place in me that the reason, that when, you, when you sit down and you do connect with someone, you, you're left with no option, really, apart from just forget worrying about your life too. I mm. mean, and it's not a bad, that's not to say, like, I, I have structure in my life and there's things I want to do and I have a vision, but it's like, it's important to have moments where you you know you're just giving yourself to somebody else because you get to and that's when it turns into an energy it turns yeah. into a different thing it's about a given and get of an energy rather than just like i don't know man doing things about money is important as well like having a transaction that is non 
there's no currency going on yeah. there. It's just, what have, what have you got? Time? Yeah. What have I got? A bit of time too. Like, let's make that work for a while. And and yeah, it was that that kind of got me. It was that that got me out of my mind. And it's not that it was anything... Like I, don't, I wouldn't not like I wouldn't have said I was maybe a really like selfish person or bad person in a way, but I certainly have hurt a lot of people before, and there's certain things I've done that I'm not that happy about. And I suppose this isn't some holy quest, but it was just like it was just like amazing. That I think it was a maturity thing for me. It was yeah. like it was like me growing into like kind of like who I'm gonna be, and and I, I found that in other people. Yeah. That's amazing because I feel like, you know, what you're saying about the whole podcast situation, having the long form conversations, mm -hmm. part of the reason why I started this podcast yeah. is to have that time where you can set aside an hour-ish to sit down and just have like a proper conversation because it's it's very rare, you know, even phone calls these days don't last more than like five, ten minutes unless you're having a, a whinge up to someone yeah. about, you know, something that someone's done or whatever, so... Yeah, that's that. That's really like that hits home a bit for me as it's well, which is quite nice. It is, and it's like you know, I mean, even in the best of times, like if someone's writing you, I don't know, like a Valentine's Day card, they might be thinking about like something else at the same time. Yeah, I know that yeah. sounds mental, but like even in like the most loving like moments, it's difficult to yeah. be like, I'm just like I'm with you here. Yeah, I think, needless to say, when you when you're talking to people in the community or like directly kind of outside here this building where we are right now in old street you know i mean you're near old street it's like it's like you're gonna you're gonna meet people i do on the street where i'm like shit that's that's even more important it's emphasized even more because they're like waiting to they got a lot on their plate so i guess i was um sort of humbled through talking to some of these people too and of course i know it's cliche but you just it puts things into perspective yeah and not really in the way of like equity either like i haven't ever had like a, a vast amount of anything in my life yeah so it wasn't like this wow my god i've got so much and like shit it was more just like wow i i i i, I could smile a bit yeah. more do you know what i mean i could i could be a bit happier i could i could be a bit more open to people whatever you know what i mean because because you truly until you're until you're in a place where you're that isolated like it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to put yourself there. And I've managed to a few times to realize that, like, yeah, I've I've got it all right right now. Like yeah. I've got people around me who, who who give a shit about me, and that's something. Yeah. You know, which is great. And mm -hmm. that's I guess you know they're back and support what it is you're trying to build yeah. and do. Yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting because I, I was watching while I was doing my research, I was kind of watching a few of the videos and stuff yeah. and interviews that you've done. And well, there was two that stood out. One was with Morgan Freeman, which is just crazy for a start yeah um so i feel a little bit under pressure now because i've got to kind of like <laughs> live up to the morgan freeman interview style right that's it um, yeah he came all the way down to peckham they were like yeah. why do you want to do that thing and i didn't think it was gonna come through because it was with nat geo and yeah and i was like ah oh, you should probably like where i live so it's like if we came to i was like that was so weird that he came to peckham yeah. everyone was like blowing up about that, that that's funny. Funny. that's yeah. amazing yeah. And, then, and the second one was there was a video of a guy i can't remember his name now and while she were cutting his hair and having a conversation, he was saying that actually someone stopping and having a conversation mm. with with someone who's on the street is a lot more valuable to them than someone just chucking some change in their hat or whatever. Yeah. So if like for you, how important is that human connection for, you know, these guys that you're out there and you're meeting and you're helping and working with? Well, you know, you're gonna meet you're gonna meet like so many different people out there. Like you really are. And it's just it's I guess it's just I uh, yeah, I mean I know how important it is. That's the thing. I mean, I don't even have to like, I'm 100% a believer in that. There's not even like a part of me that doesn't, your, your time is the most, 
most important thing. And that doesn't mean that someone's still not going to ask you for money. It's mm. not that someone's still not going to turn around to you one time and go, I don't want to talk to you, mate. I want 20 quid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because people are on a hustle and there's lots of different things that are contributing to someone being there. But yeah. like, I know time's the thing. I know that like, whether it's somebody who's homeless or whether it's somebody who's, who's just in need of like, just an arm around them. Like when you give someone your time, like you, you can't buy that back. Yeah. And like, I didn't realize, I guess for me in my life as well, how important that was. So yeah, but specifically to people on the street, like, yeah, everyone I meet, it's the small things. It's the smaller things than you realize. Yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, even if somebody does in the immediate moment want like that money or whatever it is they need, like if you go back and you keep on going back and you stop with that person for five minutes, twice a week, once a week, whatever, mm. After a few months, like that's that person's, you know, probably going to be your pal or like your friend yeah, yeah, or yeah. someone who you can actually like, you've yeah. got a rapport with, and like suddenly that's a, a bond, and suddenly that's a bit more community, and like they might actually talk to you about something else that's going on, and I see that through revisiting people. Like yeah. I, I go and see people again and again. I try to, and like people open up more, and the value in talking to a stranger is really massive as well, man. I mean, like I reckon there's a people I uh, there's a reason why people like pay money to sit um on like a psychiatrist like couch yeah. or like in therapy because if you think about it like all these you know i mean if most people uh if they've got the money or a lot of especially in like american culture and hollywood and sh everyone's on a everyone's on a sofa looking yeah. up not in someone's eyes talking about all their feelings and i get that during a haircut yeah. i love it because someone's behind them and cutting their hair they don't have to look in the eyes straight away they just let go, man. And yeah. they just start talking. And for me, it's important as well because yeah. i got some really beautiful friends and family, but talking to a complete stranger about whatever is going on in your life, it's like a very, it's just a non-judgmental ear. Yeah. It's, important to it's important to have that. Yeah, she's great. There's a, it's funny because what you're saying about, you know, having those conversations, maybe five minutes here, five minutes there. And then over time, you kind of build up the relationship. There's a guy who sits outside my local station uh -huh. um, in Bethnal Green and he sits on the steps and every night when I see him, it's like, oh, you right, mate? How's it going? You know, have a little chat. And it started off like that. And yeah. then, oh, the, the chat develops. And uh -huh. then, you know, over months, it slowly, slowly builds up. And then one day, like a few months ago, we literally had like an hour-long conversation. It was like 11 o'clock cool. at night. And we had like an hour-long conversation of telling me about what he did before he was on the streets and yeah. how he wound up. And he was like telling me his whole like basic life mm -hmm. story and mm -hmm. like his massive passion for music. Mm -hmm. And he used to work in this industry and do that. And it was just like it was just a, such an amazing feeling to have that time for this, this person who's, you know, gets ignored by quite a lot of people, right. but you actually forget they are, they are a person, they are a human. They are no different to us other than where they're living or yeah. what their situation is. And don't you think that's like the bizarrest thing ever yeah. that gets forgotten? Like, it's funny that we even have to say it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, ah, oh, like, and I'm not saying to you saying that, but I mean, as in like, I hear that a lot, like, oh, they're still a person. It's like, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, of course, yeah. like this person, I I was also the same, but like a few years ago, before I started doing this, I was in this kind of like, it was part of the furniture. Mm. And like, you met this guy who, what, used to work in music? He was uh, used to work doing... in a factory that printed t-shirts for mm -hmm. artists who went on tour. Yeah, man. And I, I met, mm. I met, I've met so many people who I'm just like, their story takes me all kinds of places. Yeah, but... I just met this guy yesterday near London Bridge, I cut his hair and it was like, um, you know, it was, uh, he used to have his own business, uh, dry washing buildings doing this doing that he actually employed people so he was pretty successful what he was doing but then 
this thing happened, uh, that thing happened. Oh, the, the catalyst was he had a car accident, right? And anyway, it was pretty tragic. I don't want to like go into it fully, but it was like it was like basically it really tore his family apart because one of their family members died and mm-hmm. it was from that kind of incident that like things started to tear apart and yeah. the threads came away and all these different things happened and um and i i, I met this guy recently too who was like he was like a poet and he was a musician too i mean god in la recently i was out there and i followed this guy around for two days straight he, he asked me for a cigarette outside the station and i ended up spending two days with him and he was this cello player and man, he's so good. I swapped a haircut for a song oh, and really? he played me some cello and then we were going to all these piano shops and he was playing me piano too. And I couldn't tell you like all these different stories from people that I've met. So it's like every, every, every one of these people has like got this story and it's kind of, it's almost like you, if you, if you, I don't know, if you're interested in people, which I believe most, most of us are, yeah. like we all watch Netflix, we exactly. all read books, we all we're all wanting at some point to try and get into other people's thoughts and minds and yeah, try and understand especially with like Love Island and like yeah, the Kardashians like that, right. and it's like that's all you're doing it's is like true, watching man. other people and isn't listening it? to their story I feel like that it's the yeah. same isn't it like even with even with Love Island and things like that it's just we're just wanting a bit of escapism going like oh I just get to watch you do it for a bit yeah. or how would you do this situation because I I'm thinking about doing that and I get that with everybody I meet. I, I, I'm honestly, t- t- really, really honestly, I, I actually like. I sometimes call people like the like street shamans. Like they're <laughs> yeah. actually like the, the the nuggets of like. This guy I met recently called Edson, and he said to me. He was like, when you're on the when you haven't got anything, or when you're left out here with nothing, he said you've got no one left to confront but yourself, and not the person that you claim to be, but who you really are. Yeah. And that monster under the bed, like, you, you know, you've got to say, you've got to meet him. You've got, to, yeah. you've got to get to know him. And I was like, man, like, I was like, there's something about being completely, like, possessionless, whatever the state of getting there, that, like, you're left with not many options apart from to, like, just go, all right, who am yeah. I? Like, who am I? Because I've yeah. got to, like, access the bad and the good right now because people are, like, trying to live and yeah. survive. They might end up in drugs. They might end up in this thing and that thing. And also they're trying to cling on to whoever the hell they were on the good side of themselves. And that kind of really puts all this down to where I feel like I've gone with this, which is, like, honestly, I I am compassionate. I'm compassionate for people, but I think it's deeper than that for yeah. me. It's not political. I feel like compassion is up here with like maybe it can be seen as political sometimes as being left. I'm not like left or right or anything. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm interested in like people and like the human nature that I see in different people and trying to find that potential and the magic in people. Because I've seen like how when you give someone attention, like they can find that better version of themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, that's what I'm after. Like I, I forget about all of the stuff before now, man. Like why someone's there, the drugs, the this, the, yeah. this mistake. Because I already know the record of how many people I've met and how a lot of the time it is circumstantial. But I'm just like, I skip beyond that and I just, I try and sort of go a bit deeper, you know? Yeah. And that's, I think that's what you just said about the better version of yourself. That's kind of, like a message that I always kind of promote is, mm-hmm. you know, trying to help people discover that best version of themselves and just understanding that no matter what your life situation mm-hmm. is right now or what's happened in your past, like none of that defines you, yeah. it shapes you, mm-hmm. it doesn't define you. And what you've got coming has yet to be written and you have the potential to make that the best chapters yet. And it's like trying to help people discover that within themselves 
is that's what I love doing and that's yeah. doing, again part of the reason why I do this and yeah. you know the other stuff I do online and everything so yeah, yeah it's great to hear that mm. you know that what you're saying there and that what he said uh, was it Edson Edson yeah that's powerful man yeah do you know what it reminds me of is there's there's a um, I can't remember exactly what it's called but I was reading it in a book once and it's about basically they encourage people to stand in the mirror naked like mm-hmm. for yourself just mm-hmm. completely naked nothing else on why is it when everyone says anyone says naked I kind of smile <laughs> it's weird like yeah. I'm still I'm like, just like a, a child bloke now yeah. there's some I stand naked I'm like huh. yeah no, but like so. standing there and just looking at yourself yeah. and just this is me mm-hmm. this is me with yeah. no possessions mm-hmm. with no anything this is me this is the body that I have and this yeah. is you know it's, and it feels like a kind of similar um message to what he was saying like mm-hmm. that is you at your mm-hmm. you know your rawest I guess mm-hmm. is the best word isn't it which is it's, it's yeah. quite interesting yeah it, it, honestly it really really is yeah. and it's and it's things like that that teach me a lot because because yeah. here's the thing too like I'm I'm learning every day yeah. man like I, I am I'm the beautiful thing about this is it's just as much a journey like I'd like to think that by posting on Instagram and giving people these stories vicariously, people are having a journey through the people yeah. I'm meeting, which is great. But like, it's emanating truly from a place where I'm trying to learn from people like that. And mm. what you're saying, that makes sense. Like trying to just address who am I? Like, who am I in this yeah. world? What's my... I'm trying to dial in each week to try and like just learn more and feel more. And, and, and I think, yeah, that is reflected by a lot of the people I meet and kind of the words I hear. It's a... Uh, it's an interesting process. Mm. It's an interesting human process of like, because I guess it kind of, um, the different, you know, when I've, I've done this in like, whether it's been in Europe or whether it's been in South America or America uh, or Australia or whatever, it's been like a lot of different places. Yeah. You meet a bunch of different people and it's like, you get men, women, different ethnicities and yeah, man, it's, it's like, I feel like in the last couple of years doing this, I've learned more about humans than I would have like reading a stack of books. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and like yeah. Googling for months and months on end, yeah. you know, just getting out there and doing it, just yeah. like spending time with each other. That's kind of, if you're observant and if you kind of, I guess if you listen, man, I think I did, I thought I was listening for a long time, it really wasn't. Yeah. Like I thought I was actually like, of course, that's what happens. You talk, you listen, but like actually listening. Yeah, and mm. understanding, listening yeah. through the words, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so t- tell me then like a bit about your early life because you mentioned at the start that you were a musician to begin yeah. with uh-huh. um obviously you're a trained uh, hairdresser but like what was your kind of early life like like you know where you grew up uh-huh. uh, you didn't grow up in london did you mm. so like how was your childhood and your kind of family experience yeah it was um so i grew up in in exeter in devon which is southwest england and and you know which is a pretty place to be but it's so man it was I mean it was great because it was like me my mum my two sisters and yeah it was it was man it was a really tight knit like family it was really nice and like my mum was like yeah she super didn't have that much but it was great because we just we worked it out and Mm. and yeah I went to I mean for me I guess childhood there was cool because there's lots of good memories of being outside and doing different things but yeah it was it was I guess a struggle sometimes but school was always like from I feel, I feel like school always it never really quite I don't know what it was I never even in early like in primary school it was just like it never quite fit I don't know what it was yeah. I just felt like I was always kicking against something and I misbehaved and I was kind of a little <laughs> you know and 
and actually got, I got bullied quite a bit in like in primary school like yeah. the last year of primary school yeah. and then that kind of turned me into a bit of an arsehole to enter high yeah. school so I ended up being a bit of a not a, yeah. so much a bully but feeling like I needed to own it a bit more yeah. so h- how did that affect you at the time like in terms of like having someone trying to in a way dominate you and make you feel less about yourself well it was like I remember year, year the last year of primary school I remember this time where I used to go into school every day and it was like fight every day it was like who am I going to fight kind of thing because it was like I fell out with like the ringleader guy and I was like part of the like I was like off then yeah. that was it like and uh, yeah I don't know man it, it, it was I like I guess you can't it's hard to like take lessons from that then at the time I think it was just this blur of like this feels shit mm. but now I feel like I don't know, man. All that stuff must teach you stuff in, in some way. Um, but definitely the biggest thing I think looking back at school now for me, though, is all of that stuff I think is important. Like mm. the knocks and the scrapes. As long as no one truly hurts each other, like I don't think any of us really did. We were just like, it's just part of it, yeah, you know, and yeah. psychologically not too much either. Just like it was more physical and it was more just what it was. But I think the psychological part of school truly was actually leaving high school and feeling like a failure like feeling mm. like I definitely felt that's the biggest thing for me that I had to get past was like this thing of like alright fail my GCSEs so yeah. like totally failed them okay, and yeah. like that was just this what was worse than that was more this thing of it, it was the sense of that's it now like that's it like your life's over yeah, you're in trouble I'm, you're not going to make anything of yourself I really yeah. felt like that man I don't think so many people do I yeah. think it's really really it's, it's a very real thing yeah. and you know that can go a lot of different ways like yes thankfully I grew up in X and yeah I still grew up on like a council estate but council estate in like X is a lot different than it is in yeah. like some parts of London you know yeah. and like like that can go another way like if you're like 16 and you so you know through friends and through finding music the biggest but then the biggest thing that happened to me that changed things was my auntie gave me a record collection when I was mm. about 16 and it was like all these old vinyl records with like punk music in it oh, like okay, The Clash yeah. and The Sex Pistols and The yeah. Damned and The Ramones and whoever and I was like it was like this like it was like the arm round me that I needed like I was getting into music a bit I played guitar a little bit when I was about 15 coming out of school and I heard some of that stuff and I was just like it just it would just set off this like fire inside me it was like oh it's cool oh there's like I started learning about history of like yeah there's yeah. been all these different music like eras where people have just been fuck ups too and it's yeah. okay I was <laughs> like, going to say was there, you know? was there something relatable about it in terms there of was. like you were saying earlier like you felt like you were a bit of um you know, you said that thing about you were always kicking against something. You felt like you were a, 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 not a rebel is probably not the right word, but you didn't quite fit in. So hearing the, this type of music, which is basically all about rebellious behaviour and not being part of the norm, like must yeah, have really hit home. That did. It did hit home. And it was like it was like the imagery of it, the sound of it, the attack of it. It was like this. Yeah, it was this middle finger. So like it was it was just the first time I realised that like all the teachers and whoever and how cliche that sounds it's just like oh like it, yeah it doesn't matter like I don't you, you I don't have to like you don't have to like I thought for a while I was like oh god because these are adults you look up to and you mm. res- even though I was misbehaving like you kind of respect in some way and then you just realise like oh no of course like I don't need to I can do this thing and then I joined a band and me and a few friends and that happened and then that kind of went on through until early 20s and like you know and it was 
it was cool man it was cool there was a venue that was really important where I lived in Exeter called The Cavern and that was like this really super like it put it really helped out a lot of bands and like mm. put out like a little EP and stuff oh, and man. it made you feel like ah oh, wow look at this like yeah. it was a real sense of like doing something you know yeah. which was great yeah that's wicked and then at what point did you then get from there like being so involved in music to I guess doing something which is almost completely different in you know cutting hair well yeah that was that was I guess it all came to it all came to an end like music stuff and that was just for various like reasons and I just I was really looking for something mate I was I thought about it a bit I was cutting some friends hair anyway like and I like using my hands. I've never been very academic. I wasn't going to go back and, and do a degree. Yeah, or I wasn't going to become yeah. an accountant anytime yeah, soon yeah. or whatever, you know? So it was like, it was like hairdressing just made sense for yeah. some reason. It actually, you know what, truth be told, I know some people in the industry, like in hairdressing, they're like, this is my like absolute like passion. Like, oh my God, I'm like, I enjoy it like sorry like I love it like don't get me wrong I yeah. love it I love it in so many ways as a tool to be able to like make someone feel good and I love doing it as well mm. but like I still love music I still love this thing there's a lot I feel like I just I keep things you know there's a lot of different things I like and it just made sense man I walked into a salon and I was like all right well I'm like 24 now and that's not normal really because I you know usually train eight years prior like when yeah. you leave school and and I didn't I didn't work for I didn't really work for money for the first year of being in the salon like it was like a real hustle I had to like finish my shift go to a bar work go work in a cafe at the weekend so I was doing a lot of hours to train and make that happen for about a year yeah. but then I qualified and started working in the salon you know yeah. but it was I guess it came from the, the hair thing and like doing hair it was more it was just it just man it felt like I've, I've always been like a people person and it yeah, was that idea yeah. of being in the salon I kind of liked and it was just like essentially doing some of your hands that's like creative and, yeah. and and it worked man I really as soon as I started doing it I really enjoyed it yeah you know? and I guess feeding that part of you that we spoke about earlier that has mm. you know the human connection like you say it sounds like, like from what you're saying that it's really a big part of you is having those connections with people and that's one job in particular that actually allows you to be there for 20 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is and with you, that person, mm-hmm. just have conversation and chat. And yeah, right. Exactly. And that can go either way. Cause you know, there's this classic thing with hairdressers too, where it's like, how's the weather? Where are you going on a holiday or whatever? Yeah. And I wasn't buying into that from the start. Yeah. Like, no, I'm above it. But I was just like, yeah, yeah. if I'm going to be like talking to people all day. So it was cool. I found myself having these really interesting conversations and truly actually, I owe a lot. So I'm so glad I made that decision. Not only that I've been able to be able to, have the skill to go and give like I am now or have a conversation and, and, and do what I do but it's it, it was more that relationship of of time again it was like someone coming back in getting to know someone a bit more like trust being created and like yeah, yeah people and then people start telling you you know what I mean like I was talking to people about their relationships about mm. you know things that were not so good in their life yeah. either and it was like that side of it that stuff's real man it's important like we, we're good at it in Britain too like brushing over that stuff yeah. a lot on the surface like how are you? I'm good Yeah, I'm good it's are you really? are you really? yeah, yeah are you actually like it's alright like you know Yeah. and it's that's that's uh, yeah that's I feel like I've, I've dropped that now that kind of like how are you? like oh, I'm good I'm good I'm like for a long time, man, I didn't talk about my feelings either. Yeah. For a long time, like I was like, shit, I found myself in like a web of lies. Like I was like, basically, <laughs> I was like, I was in a relationship for about five or six years. Yeah, and honestly, I'm like, I the last 
a year of it I was in a relationship with somebody else I was like literally like completely yeah. having an affair oh wow and it was I thought it was, you meant like metaphorically nah, mate, <laughs> not nah, actually actually mate and this was like so this was just as I was starting yeah. to become a hairdresser and that all blew up too and that's kind of a big part of this too man because I found myself in a really dark spot for about a year having yeah. to pull apart the pieces and put them together again because yeah. honestly I found myself in such like a weird web of lies I really had no idea anymore really? and it was that thing of also like lots of my mates were like hey how's it going man I'm like good I'm good I'm like why didn't I talk to anyone about it I didn't even tell yeah. anybody I yeah. didn't talk to I didn't tell anyone it was so dark and secret wow. and weird and it ended up exploding yeah it just burnt down and wow. came crashing down and it was just like that was a very monumental thing for me because i hurt somebody so yeah. bad like really fucking bad man yeah. and it was like it was it was that that like again it taught me that like lying isn't lying isn't even a bad idea just because like morally or just because yeah. if, if you might follow some belief system that says it's bad it's like you don't know who you are when you do it that much. Yeah. Like you don't, you truly don't. Like to be in touch with yourself, like truth is important. Truth, the idea of truth, I hold like very, very strongly now. Yeah, and yeah. How, how did that affect you? Like physically, emotionally, uh, everything when it kind of all came tumbling down and um, you're kind of exposed as this like cheat and liar. Yeah, and yeah totally, everything else. totally, man. And it was like that. It was really like a camp situation. I think a lot mm. of people like, maybe people listening can like relate to that. Maybe yeah. like, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's the, if you find yourself in that situation, it all goes wrong. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's really, it's really awful. And, tra and first and foremost, like for that person, like I was the, you know i was the bad guy and rightly yeah. so i really was but it was camps and it was like yeah you're this like and it was it split a lot of people and it was really like but that i think it was um yeah i think you know the time after that man it was a while it was a while it was like kind of drink yeah it was a lot of self-loathing horrible sort mm. of bubbling through all these feelings for about a, a good time afterwards i yeah. can't really took a while it was sort of drinking wine in the morning it wasn't fun oh really wow yeah and it, no. can you remember like a, a, a time and I imagine it's going to be around this sort of era but a time specifically where you needed someone to come and offer you help or yeah like do something for you for nothing in a way um yeah and yeah yeah well I, I mean one one of my really really good friends Helen she was like she was the person who like she was like nah you're not going that way like you're mm. not doing it she saw it and she was just like nah like when I was doing that and I was like oh, I'm not going to work I'm not going she's like yeah you are you're coming to work and she'd actually like come in my house yeah. and be like no you're coming to work like the, and she would man she, she'd be like she'd like buy me shopping like hang it on my door like yeah. I always you know what I mean and I'm like that shit matters man like yeah. you know when you're walking you're just like okay and then you you open up a door and like someone's like gone and got you like your dinner and not even said anything it's like what do you mean why would you do that for me why would you show yeah. me that much love and that's that's yeah that's important that's it's good to talk about that actually because that is you're right when you get that when you're in a bad spot and someone does that for you without anything in return like that's that can like turn you those yeah. things turn you they get you back to where you need to be yeah you know? how much of that gesture do you feel is now rooted in in what it is you do I guess I feel like it reflects in it a lot in a way because you know I mean I get that I get people say that to me sometimes like recently there was this guy I met and he um, I've been working a lot in L LA recently because of Skid Row and like this full on that's a whole other conversation but it's like tent city and there's yeah. so many so many people on the street there and I met this guy who he was he was used to be a boxer actually mm. right and he was you he, man he had pride galore he was like he was this tough 
tough guy with like a man who wanted to like weep underneath yeah. you know yeah. and I cut his hair for him and um, anyway afterwards I was like wiping his face down and he had like really he was really dirty like I was wiping his face down doing this and he said to me he's like why are you like what are you doing like why are you doing this and I was like don't worry man I was like I'm straight it's all good like, I'm not coming on to <laughs> yeah, you yeah. but I was like but well, why not and he's like well just like why are you showing me this love I don't know what what's and I was like I don't know man why not I, like, I was like why not and then I met him the next day this guy we walked into this like center to try and get some more help so I like did the walk with him you know I like walked up to go and like and I'm not saying this now to go like pat, pat on the back world on me but it's like it's like yeah that shit matters yeah. like if somebody like stands out when you like he he was like I'm not, I don't know you know I try and keep in touch with people and I haven't heard from him and I gave him my number and he didn't have a phone at the time yeah. so I can only hope but that's kind of not really the point it's like just being there for someone in that moment where they're like yeah. at their lowest like that can change trajectory of somebody yeah. and again like I said and the most important point there is like even if that's not coming from it might be compassion but even if it's not it's like it's a really good exercise to grow as a human to try and do that for somebody yeah. so for your personal growth like for me coming away from that again I'm not going like oh, hey whoop to do me but I'm like Whew, that was an energy giving experience mm. that was like a full on thing and I'm walking away and for some reason I'm feeling different feelings in my body and mm. like I feel it going around and I guess like that's just a, that's an important message well important thing for anyone to, to, to do I think yeah whatever and, your politics you know yeah yeah and do you find that like through this experience that a lot of the kind of people like from from what it sounded like with that guy he almost didn't feel worthy for you to be even no. chatting to him let alone helping him you know do you get that sense a lot as well yeah he was he was like he was confused like mm. properly confused by like why are you like what are you what's your deal like i mean once i like checked all the like no but like i'm okay i'm not i'm not i haven't got the church t-shirt on like mm. which is fine too but like you know i mean yeah. it's like I'm not coming from any standpoint where I need or want anything. The only thing is actually, and even that guy actually, you know, some people I don't, I didn't do before after photo, like they don't go on Instagram. Yeah, so he yeah. wasn't one of those people because he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want to. Uh, yeah, he had some family yeah. still about who he okay. didn't want him to know wh where he was and stuff. And um, and yeah, and, and it was it was confusion. It was like, what are you doing? Like, what's this thing I feel, which is just love? Because mm. I haven't felt that for a while. And it's totally, you know, we're two, like, men. Mm. It's kind of a thing. It's like a thing. I don't really know where I get that from either. Because, like, it's not like a... I don't know. I, don't, I just don't even think about it anymore, man. I don't even think about, like... I think, I think about the word love and how much potential it has. I think about how it's fluffed up and put into love hearts sometimes. And that's great, too. But yeah. we have all this idea of love in, like, this affectionate way. Yeah. And in a, certainly in a way of family where it's, like, blood is thicker than anything yeah but then like i'm just like that stuff can be stretched you can stretch yeah. that feeling and you can stretch that out and try and go well all right it's a different kind of love like it's a different kind of love going up to whoever that may be in your community but yeah. trying to just like feed that into other areas of your life is like is really yeah. that's important um that's a that's what will confuse people and I don't think anyone's ever really going to be pissed off at you if, yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. I mean they might get the wrong idea like I'm not saying do something really cringy and weird but like just try and be genuine to you yeah and try and feed more love into your life to people yeah because it 
because it will it will confuse people in like the best kind of way yeah well I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day actually with um i think it was oprah's podcast with mm-hmm. i can't remember the guy's name but he was he was a, a psychologist or therapist or something and he was basically talking about three levels of love so you've got right. like affectionate love which is obviously mm-hmm. like you love your your friends your family your boyfriend your girlfriend your wife whatever you, you know then there's spiritual love which is like you know love for for life mm-hmm. and yourself and yeah. everything around you and then there's divine love which is that kind of next level where it's just like this feeling that I think you're talking about which is just like this connection between everything and everyone right simultaneously yeah. all the time um, and it's yeah that that's the love that doesn't often get kind of spoken about or it's because it's freaky yeah it's because it's weird that's why because when we even when we're talking about it now it's like people I know some people might just be like alright like what did you do well you know it sounds like the end of a mushroom trip right? yeah, yeah but I'm just mean, but I just mean it's in but it's fucking not it's real yeah, it's yeah. very very real like I think I just I just I just know through experience that that stuff is very real yeah and it's, and it's and it's not it really does transcend whatever your views and wherever you come from it's it's like it's yeah it's 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 kind of it's, it's it, it, I, I, yeah, I want to listen to that because it's interesting those different kinds of love mm. I think I think it's important to really recognize that one that we're talking about and the reason for that is then you don't have to like you're gonna breakups are gonna happen heartache's gonna happen that idle phone call on a Tuesday where someone tells you one of your dearest and nearest is like in a very bad way yeah. is gonna happen it's like the struggles and torments of like life and that stuff is like real but that other kind of like day to day thing if you can implement that and kind of almost set that as your default it's it just means that there's something to go back to so you don't lose yourself it just means there's something to go back to so there's not despair which is the idea that tomorrow is just gonna you know be way worse than today it's just it's it's important to keep that through the hard times you know yeah. um, and, and that's why I think it's 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 whatever you're whatever you come from it's an important thing to have yeah you know? and for you why, why do you think like you get that deeper sense of wanting to have that kind of connection with people where do you think that's like either in your past or you know where do you think that comes from I think it's just a real um, a real like People for me are like, without people, you're nothing, right? You're not, we, we, it fascinates me, it fascinates me what we're capable of as humans in, in the way of like being able to fill our lives with amazing things, being able to build cities, make them work, London Underground. Sometimes I'm just like, what is this? Like, how do we do this? Mm. We're just like people and we did, we've done so much and it's, but it's the essence of like people is, I don't know, man, it's always just it's always been there with me it's always been like I've, I've always I idolised people for some uh, I don't know I don't it's hard it's hard to put like like exactly where that is maybe it's just many different things maybe it is working in different jobs maybe it is music maybe it is punk maybe it is because another big part of punk is like you know is actually togetherness you yeah. know even though it's got this kind of narky like front of like you know FU establishment yeah. it's actually really like if you're weird you're in like there's not like anyone's allowed through the door like mm. as in like what, what do you want like let's let's come in and let's enjoy something together it's yeah. just that's it's that thing really it's like I think it's not this bleeding heart lefty hippie thing it's actually just like it's logical to cooperate it's logical to try and find 
potential in people and try and fulfill your potential as a person and I think in my maturity or you know at 31 I'm coming to realise that it's all more logical than I realised mm. it's all more it's all more just essential to being human than I realised yeah. we're more we're more like hardwired for this stuff than I realised so I guess what's truly happened is just being able to just just kind of like listen to that frequency of being human like me as Josh is me as Josh but I'm just like it's more just like being able to try and be as human as I can be yeah that's great I mean so that's, that's a powerful message there you know in itself and I think there's a lot I mean I'd want to dive into so much of that but yeah, you know yeah. um, I just think that's a, an amazing well, very well worded but also like the, the message in itself is just you know incredible just though you know being human and just almost living and experiencing yeah. and that's it you know rather than getting caught up in all the other stuff we you know been talking about and, and right and it's important to also recognise like all the other stuff exists too like, yeah you know, this, like, for anyone listening, it is like, right, let's go through it. You've got a young child. This is already a lot harder. You've got people who are dependent on you. Maybe you're caring for someone who's, like, not in a good way. Mm. There's plenty of things in life that will, like, tear you around emotionally. So, like, I get everyone's in different situations, like, and, and, and dependencies and different things. But it's just the through that, too that this exists as well yeah and like you know i'll go through different periods in my life like maybe i won't always be in a period in my life where i'll be able to like give myself as much as i am now my time um and that's not because i'm sat on a trust fund like i'm <laughs> hustling like yeah. all the time to like keep the stuff going for me but it's um yeah so everyone's coming at it from a different place but i just think it, this is like a constant really through that yeah so so through like all, all this stuff that you're kind of building and doing and experiencing you know what are the opportunities that you're now kind of seeing come to life you know you mentioned you know you've traveled around quite a yeah. bit and i know you've got a couple of other projects that you work mm -hmm. on so what, what other things are there that you kind of do around this yeah well it's um yeah the even the evolution of this has been really cool actually because i guess i've now like we put on a uh, so i mean to kind of like give it like how it's began. I mean, it's like, so obviously like I, yeah, I can't have a people on the street and the idea is like, I, well, I post these stories on Instagram. So it's a before and after and that's to get other people involved to try and say, Hey, you know what we're talking, here's human interaction, this mm -hmm. stuff, these tools that we have, Instagram and Facebook, like I've seen through like people reacting to this, that like this stuff's got potential for some really very real things in this virtual platform, you know, and yeah. the hashtags now, like other people are using it. So oh, yeah, okay. there's um, lots of people who are going out and, and doing things in their community. There's this girl, Jade, who she looks after animals on the street mm. here. There's a guy called Chris in New York who goes and gives music and plays guitar. There's been posts by like yoga teachers who are going into rehabilitation centers or there's been people who've gone into elderly people's homes and they're having a conversation with someone who doesn't have a family or having yeah, lunch yeah. with them, you know, and telling their story. It's really anyone in your community who, who you might feel like you want to reach out to and connect with. And I always say to people, like, if you want to join in with this as a movement, because it is happening, it's like write down the three things that you're really passionate about, that you love doing, that interest you. And then like parallel to that, write down three areas that you feel like you want to you want to connect with maybe that's one person or a group of people in your community maybe it's something you see that annoys you every day that you want to change identify those things and there'll be a way to join those dots and there's inspiration on like the, the do something for nothing in instagram channel for that but 
the really this is evolving as a space which is to amplify kindness, amplify the magic in people and all those things that we're talking about. But through through Instagram and Facebook, apart from that, we're trying to have some get-togethers which have formed um, into, like, there was an art show that we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was actually in California, in L.A., but oh, that was uh, yeah. bringing lots of different creative forces. It was, like, photography, portrait paintings, um, documentary, and we had some bands play, and it was really... It was called Light and Noise, but it was Do Something for Nothing. The idea was it was using your creativity to make some noise about those kind of situations. Yeah, and, yeah. and actually... You know, I mean, using your creative forces to to try and actually bring people together in like a in a community way. Like the conversations was were a big part of it. The way the night felt because yeah. it wasn't just some snooty gallery yeah, where people standing around, around stroking like, his chin. Yeah, you never know quite what to do, right? Exactly. No matter how good the art is, but we so we're looking at curating those in very like kind of um, site specific places. Like we actually did it on Skid Row there, which oh, was nice. like in a gallery space down there where we you kicked it open. It was literally right where the tents were, and people oh, wow. were like people from the street were like in as well. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was like, and here we're gonna put one on. Um, in October and um, and like kind of I really want to give like an announcement about that like soon but it's going to be hopefully in Peckham in nice. South East London and we're looking for a similar space at the moment we've had a couple of meetings and it's going to be again working with lots of local artists it's going to be in London but mainly yeah. about all these people we see on the street and trying to actually bring some community and some conversation around that and um, and not away from it but inclusive and, and so the art shows but also photography exhibitions also I'm trying to get this stuff into a book at the moment yeah. so like yeah there's a lot there's lots of different stuff happening but truly the vision is world cities joining in on this as a movement and that is like immeasurable in some ways it's like the potential is absolutely huge and I see it I see it already like when I started posting on this hashtag it had 15 posts yeah now it's got nearly 15,000 oh wow so it's like there'll be some repeats and there'll be some post for post stuff or whatever and like all of that but it's it's actually yeah. the potential is kind of infinite to say hey when you feel shitty go out and give yourself to others because it works mm. and go and tell people about it and the reason for that is you can inspire more people to do yeah. it and whatever reason you reach out let's just focus on the idea that like you're going to grow and you're going to feel better and you're going to feel you're going to feel more connected to your community you know yeah. so so it's the space for that is there already it's just about harnessing it yeah and man I'm so I'm so surprised people like get in touch with me from like like whether it's like India or like Sao Paulo, Brazil or something. And you could easily say someone could not relate to like me doing this and predominantly like the Western world on the streets in different yeah. cities. It's a bit different than say the slums of like Mumbai or whatever. Yeah. But man, people get it. People are like, how can I get involved in this? What wow. can I do? What's my thing? Because you shouldn't have to be part of a charity to go out and be nice to someone. And I'm not saying that charities dictate that and this is not a blow, but it's like, yeah. I didn't feel that that was all accessible to me. Like people shaking another cup at me is just one extension further than that guy on the street shaking a cup at me it's like I think the best way to feel empowered to anything that you care about is to meet it as head on as you can even if you only have a little bit of time if you can connect with it one to one face to face with somebody you're going to get a hell of a lot more back yeah and and that's that's a big part of this too is making it more accessible to people like making all of those community things more accessible mm. I, I i am not part of anything this isn't a not-for-profit it's a hashtag it's it's just keeping it that accessible it's yours as much as it is mine mm. and it's that feel that that really has to be kept yeah. with, with this whole thing and i guess a lot of it's about you know the whoever's carrying out the action as it were 
you're directly seeing the impact mm -hmm. and the influence that mm -hmm. that's having for that person, for mm -hmm. that group of people or in the world in general. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you're saying, you know, the, the charity example, again, you, you know, you might give the money to the charity, but you don't physically with your own eyes see the impact it has. You, yeah. you, you get the updates and, uh, and whatever else, but this you're, you're physically able to go out and have that give, give, uh, give receive kind of, um, of love or energies or however you want to put it and seeing that impact. Yeah, I think is is a whole lot different. It's a whole different experience. I mean, how, how do you feel? Because I mean, I gave I gave like five quid a month for a while to different things. Yeah. Whatever, but like, I don't know. Do you, did you have you done things like? That, or I haven't. Like no, because I, I always feel like I don't. Not that I don't trust them, but I'd rather if I was going to give five quid a month, I'd rather mm. give five quid a month to the homeless person that I see every day rather right. than five quid a month to someone who's just stopped me in the street or you know wherever mm -hmm. it may be so mm -hmm. I've never I've never been part of that because I've always myself wanted to see the impact it can have which is yeah. you know why I stop and have the conversations with the guy on the stairs outside the station when yeah. I see him and, and, sure. and everything else you know yeah man I totally and I think and I think that's it he, he, you know even if it's not even money you know he really really even if it's not yeah and there's a couple of things I think that's really important to mention which is like let's like just focus on homelessness as, as a whole for a bit and mm. anyone listening who might be thinking like hey what about that guy that time when I tried to do this and like he just something bad happened like he didn't want to know about it he threw it back in my face or maybe I don't know whatever the scenario may be and it's really important to recognize that like we're all flawed as people like I make mistakes too I have bad days also but I feel that gen generally speaking homeless people in general get tired with this very wide brushstroke mm. and I've actually met people before who've said Oh yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that because one time this happened. I'm like, if you went into a cafe and you bought a coffee and you got the worst service ever and they burnt it and it was just disgusting and it was the barista was really awful to you, like you wouldn't go back to that cafe. But like mm. you would not get coffee again. You know what I mean? You yeah. Would yeah. not go into and it, and it's important to think of things like that. just think of like can't we can't put people in boxes like that. We just can't. It's too. There's too many people to be put in anyone like anyone experience, you know, um, and, and and yeah, and I I just I know that also it's 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 not easy when you have lots of stuff on your life. But that's another part of it too. But I just I also know that carving space for it is important too. Like carving space to 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 just it doesn't even have to be something grandiose. I think sometimes people have this idea in their head that like doing something nice for something is someone is huge as well. It's mm. really, really not. It's really just like, just start giving your time. I mean, that's another thing I want to write about is like, is, is like through experience too, is just like how you can like day to day, just do like a little bit more to try and switch on. I have to work on it every day, but just like eyes, yeah. time here for you. Yes, I've only got a bit, but like, I'm not going to think about something. I'm just going to like yeah, try yeah. and just switch on to be this in moment. the moment. Even yeah. if it's that, that might be in your house, it might be in your work environment. It's more just like that's that's kind of the essence of this too. Yeah, you know, whatever your day to day scenario is, like it being more present for one another. Yeah. Really. What would you say then is the biggest thing that you've learned through this whole experience so far? I think. It's easy to answer a question like immediately, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than like taking a moment because that's yeah. like a big one. Um, I don't know, man. I think, I think, I, I, I think, I don't want to answer it too generally, but I think it's like this. I think it's that, like, there's 
always going to be a place where I know I can feel meaning as a human. There's always going to be a place for me to go back to, which is a fabulous feeling. And talk to me in 10 years' time while I'm like broken and dying somewhere and eating my words. I don't know, right? Mm. But I, I just feel... Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not, right? Yeah. But I just mean as in like... Yeah, yeah. There's... Like what I said, this, life is a struggle. Like life is definitely a struggle and I'm a believer in that. And I think it's more important to find meaning than a pursuit of like happiness necessarily. Yeah. And I think the meaning for me can be in just that other person in front of you and it's about the way that we can interact and we can just be I think I think it's cool man I think it's cool to just like the for me the idea that it takes a bit and it's not that easy but you should go and find that in other people each day mm. I know that things will happen in my life where I will want to stay in again and I want to not speak to anyone but at least I'll know that like yeah once I get some clarity again, that answer's there. Yeah. Like the meaning is in us. The meaning is in trying to work it out together. Like trying to trying to be there together. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Mm. That's yeah, I love that. That's definitely um um I'm trying to think of another other word than powerful because I always use powerful, but that's very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean it's it's shit and the biggest thing is too as well like one through it's funny because through talking about it a lot yeah. as well like it's important to mention that like my motto at the moment is like i don't know anything like yeah. i don't know shit i don't know shit i don't know i don't know i don't profess to like know anything about anything but i'm learning and i'm trying to like listen and i'm trying to i'm trying to just just i guess just like yeah just try and sort of be yeah, I guess we're all trying to do that, really. I think here's the thing. Like, we're all trying to be the best we can be. Mm. There's just things that we can adjust to make it even better, I think. Yeah. Know? I think 90% of people are. Like, I really do. Like, most people are tr- tr- trying to just literally do as best as they can. But, yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. But I feel like it's a... It's a it's a, it's a really cool way to learn. And thankfully, through lots of people. Like, the way I'm able to carry on as well, like, is through, like working on different projects and spon- like there's been a couple of different brands I've worked with yeah. no one who's been like my sponsor as it were like yeah. a legit but it's 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 been you know through projects there was a project started with Fujifilm where we did this photo gallery thing recently I've been working with um, with lots of different people and um, yeah and, and, and it's it's been through people's interest in this and through people's like response to this online too it's like that's what kind of keeps us moving and mm. it's um it's cool man it's all it's all I, f- I feel like it's uh i've been propelled into this world of like it's when you have like an idea like people will listen to it like when you have the right idea like pages can go viral in like a day yeah like my instagram blew up like over like one night and to be honest it's just like gradual 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 since then like tiny tiny bits yeah. but it's just like all it takes sometimes is that like day for that yeah someone what, what to switch on that your spike? idea that was um a bbc article it was like a a little piece they filmed but the main thing was man it's all down to like these little things of where they put it but it was on BBC News and then it ended up trending to be like top of their news app for like age like days or something and it just like it was over a few days where like it just it just everyone started like looking at this for a bit and you know you but I just but the value is like the when you have that idea and I see it too man I see it through all these these human channels I don't know if you follow I mean obviously there's like Humans of New York which is like massive and you know I mean again that's so hopeful because it's like it's got like 13 million followers and that's just ordinary people yeah 
It's just people. It's just people around New York, yeah. like just day to day people, just not celebrities. Like a bit about them, and yeah, yeah no, no one. And it's 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 amazing. It's just this moment in someone's life, and people just want it. They need mm. it. They want to know about it. But there's this guy. I mean, New York's like a fascinating place. So it's 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 bound to happen. There's this guy, in New York Nico, as well, who I follow now. Do you know about him? You mm. should follow it, New York Nico, and it's like. He's like uh, New York's hidden talent scout, or he okay. calls himself. Yeah, yeah. And man, the people he features on his profile, it's, it's it profile. It's like the street people. It's just like he meets old people, young people, people in like subways, and it's just, it's just humans. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I just see so much hope in that. Like in his page, just got huge. It's just like people are interested. They want it. They want yeah. it. Um, so yeah, if you have an idea, it's not. I know so many people are trying to like just like just build their Instagram this phony. You gotta be you, whatever your thing is. If you are that guy who's like driving the cars and doing the thing and mm. whatever, fine. Then it's gonna seem authentic. But like, don't be thinking that if you want to go out and just also spend some time with people, that can't be inspiring to to many. And and you know, there's so many things that can happen from that also. Yeah, yeah. I know. I get that. And you know, especially you know, doing what I do and working in social media, you kind of you get the essence of the more authentic you can be. You know, and it's not about having massive profiles online and the rest of it, but you know, like what you're doing, you weren't doing it to, to build up your Instagram page, you were just doing that yeah. as a place to showcase what you were doing. Right. And all of a sudden, it, it popped off. And you know, Humans of New York, he was just doing that as a project because he's fascinated by people. And uh -huh. you know, you know, he said he's got millions and millions of followers now. And yeah. it's just that, that I think that's that's the special dust that you can't no you manufacture can't no, there's no way there's no way and even if you do like people see through it and yeah. that's and that's it man and, and also what I'm doing is like that's why the that's the vision too because at the moment it's a speck in social media yeah. and it's like I need to see room for it to be like this kind of like much bigger movement and trying to be as invisible trying to take further further back steps to like just push it yeah, and yeah. just keep like putting it out there you know and yeah. that's kind of but yeah it's just recognising that potential of like yeah, I didn't even used to be on Instagram. I like thought the whole thing sucked. And I'm mm. like, once you've got an idea and you're doing whatever it is that's authentic mm. to you, it's like the best thing ever. Yeah. Or like any any of those platforms. Yeah. Are, you know? Which brings me on to quite swiftly and quite nicely, actually. Yeah. Um, so Dream is Disease is obviously mm -hmm. the name of the podcast. Yeah. And essentially, I named it after Stormzy's first um, EP, uh -huh. you know, Dream is Disease. And what it means to me is it is the disease of dreaming that stops us from, you know, living our full potential because we're too kind of content in sitting back and dreaming about the things we want to do instead of mm -hmm. taking the action yeah. on doing them. Um, and, you know, Stormzy's flip from what I can understand is it's him living out his dreams. So there's mm -hmm. the kind of two sides to the coin. Yeah. But for you, what would you say the meaning of the dreamer's disease is? What, what? For me, I'm I'm guilty as anyone of of being able to get there in a split second, man. I can see it all. I can see it all. It's beautiful, but that that's not Monday morning in the rain, is it? Like mm. waking up in like a shared house, like working out what your next step is. I found the value in for me. Like I saw that when I came in, a t-shirt, and for me, it's like I don't know the the like the rainy. Monday morning of it is the best way to describe it. It's like that's the dream. The dream is the, the every day of it. Like is the like the living it is the like the hustle of it. Like I think I've come to realize that like the dream is now. The fucking dream is like this. Like mm. that's the bit. Like the dream is like literally like in every day 
uh, I thought it was somewhere else. I thought like this for me, this idea like I I'm, it's difficult for me, man, because like people ask me like, what's your vision? What's your vision? I try and like structure it out, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, the vision is just like that's trying to live better each day, mm. and I think that shit takes you somewhere. Trying to be better each each and every day, yeah, and that'll mess you up though. The the the, the dreamers disease of like just seeing it, like. Yeah, it's, it's, it sucks more than that. That's yeah. the thing. It probably sucks more than the looks in your brain. Yeah. But only aesthetically. In feeling, it might feel much better, you know? Yeah. You know, we paint like this picture of what it is and it might look fucking way worse than that, but it might feel somehow better. Yeah. You know, I find myself in some shitty places. Like some, what the fuck am I doing here places? Yeah. You know, like just in like, yeah, in all kinds of like, but, but that's where I have the most magic moments, to yeah. be honest you know yeah that's nice that's beautiful I like that mm. I, I love that question because you get so many different um, answers to yeah. it and it's just like yeah, every, everyone's got their own own take and their own kind of mini story behind yeah. it which is yeah. great yeah. Um, yeah it's amazing how you can ask a question and it'd be answered like yeah. so many different ways yeah this is like yeah. literally the same question and it's answered so I've asked it five or six times and it's every, every time it's different. completely different yeah, yeah. which one um, your favourite <laughs> man can't, I can't even remember I'd have to go and listen to them all but they're all so different yeah. but yeah. also kind of in the same lane if that makes okay. sense right, right, right. Um, but it's, so if we could rewind time uh-huh. and we could go back and speak to a younger Josh and you could give yourself three bits of advice to start doing from that very moment so let's say the Josh that came out of school mm-hmm. um, no GCSE or you know yeah. GCSEs mm-hmm. and you know, felt like a no hope. If you could go back and speak to him and give him three bits of advice or things to start doing, what would you say? Well, yeah, I would. I would. It's man. You know what? The reason why, and again, I want to be succinct with this and get it straight. But the reason why that's so difficult is because, truth be told, I wouldn't be here without the experience you know mm. and that's why it's, it's, it's so it's a bit of a trick one but I guess no definitely like I'm not saying that there's not things I could have done better so I mean it's definitely the like it's all good man it's all good because I think one of the biggest things that stopped me was like this the idea that like I said like I oh my god this is I need to do, it was like a scary prospect the yeah. idea of the future because I thought I was going to fuck it up like I thought it was all gonna like fuck up and I just I just it's getting over that that's number one like it's all gonna be good you gotta just tap into what you do mm. and just just do it but but truly I think also I don't know I mean I, I feel I feel lucky in the sense that I've always been I've always been able to follow my nose a bit like as far as like it's not like I've ever had to I've worked jobs I don't like but I've always been relatively happy in what I'm doing but the main thing is like put more value on probably I think those moments with people where I'm not too proud of, I think that's the one thing I'd say. That's the one thing I'd say is like, just be true, be true. I think I'd get myself true a bit earlier. Stop lying to myself and like, just get, cause what's the worst that happens? Like mm. I used to think it was like telling the truth when you're in a lie is like, what I felt like my world was gonna come crumbling down. Yeah. Guess what, it comes crumbling down anyway. Like, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. How are you gonna play it? And so, I don't know if that's a few or a couple, but it's like, <laughs> but honestly, the, the the best answer to that is really that, mate, is that yeah. like, I, I feel thankful that through experience, I've I've through all of the things, 
the good or bad I've been able to like kind of come out somewhere where I, I've been putting a value on life yeah and this isn't about me like be feeling like I'm I'm in like any position that's that's very good but it's just about that's what I put it down to is like I feel like I value life I feel like yeah. I'm happy to be alive yeah for what, so whatever that feeling is I feel like right now like I want to hold on to that and it's probably experiences like brought me that you know yeah nice and on the flip side is there anything you would tell yourself to stop doing one thing I definitely shouldn't have smoked so much weed <laughs> like what's the good idea <laughs> like straight up that yeah. just wasn't a good idea too yeah. that didn't help things very much from about the ages of 14 to 18 yeah yeah I feel like I don't know why that was like my... Yeah. But that was good because I got it out of the way. Yeah, it's like true. I really got it's it out of the way early. Yeah. So I'm like partial, which is yeah. fine. Partial is a good place to be. Yeah. It's been like that way for like a long time. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's something I'd, I'd, I'd implement a bit earlier. But no, I mean, apart from that, not to do... I don't know, man, like just... Shit, family's good as well. Like, I, it's so hard because nostalgia, like, you pick these bits and you mm. put other bits in. But I like to think I made the most out of, like, most of most of the moments I've had. But, like, yeah, when I think back to being with my mum, my sisters, and, like, just all being there together, I'm like, wow, no, I can't buy the time. I, like, love my sisters and both just had children. I'm trying to yeah, go back to oh, see well, him. My yeah. mum, I go back to Devon. I'm just like, wow, when we get together in these moments, I'm like, this is amazing. It's like, yeah. so I guess just when you're a kid, it's hard to go back and say, hey, this is cool. Yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. Yeah, because you don't truly family. appreciate those things you know? until later in life, yeah. do you, really? right, right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. And then to, to wrap things up, final question. Um, for you, what would you say is your ultimate happiness goal? Uh, there's a blissful kind of... Is, is this in... Okay, is this... I, I just need to lay this out then. Is this blissfully, happily in solitude on my own somewhere on my own is this like in myself somewhere or is this like in a group of people however you perceive it however you know yeah. you, you know if you if like you think like working towards this or this this is ultimate happiness for me it could be a group of people it could be yourself well yeah I think in, yeah I was just gonna say I was gonna talk about someone being like sat, up, sat with a guitar on a mountain like, or something but I think yeah. that's like <laughs> in sync with like the whole conversation we've been having the truth is like I'm not to be honest man I need all this solitude time where I go I do need to get back to myself and kind of yeah. like just be on my own for quite a while but then I realised like the greatest moments are with people and with what I'm doing and I think based on that I think I don't know, man, I'm not trying to, like, I think it's not, like, this utopian, amazing kind of, like, togetherness thing. Really, it's just, I don't know, man, like, people making more time for each other, the smallest things. If I had, like, a vision or a dream of happiness, I don't know. I think people do pretty good right now. Mm. I think it would just be, just see a little bit more of the good stuff for the people who really need it. Um, it's hard, man. It's a difficult one to, like, to, to, to visualise that because I feel like it's more about changing the way things are right now day to day like I love living in London like, I love I love it here mm. I love like so many places I go to in the world like we've got it pretty good in a lot of ways so it's more just about an adjustment in ourselves it's just yeah, yeah it's a difficult one yeah oh, that's nice it's like, that's good I get that yeah um, but yeah man well cool. look thank you for the time yeah, I appreciate cheers, it it's been, yeah. it's been amazing it's been yeah, a wicked man. chat and yeah. you know I'm glad we finally got around to doing it and yeah you know, I appreciate everything that you're doing and putting out into the world because, you know, you're spreading uh, such an awesome message and, 
you know, like you said, other people starting to kind of cotton onto it and, and go out and do these things for themselves as well, which is incredible. Um, so yeah, I wish you all the best, man. And Thanks, mate. For the the, the event in uh, October and yeah, I have to keep you books and, on that and everything sure. else. Yeah, let me know, man. I'm you know I'm down to support wherever I can. So I really appreciate that, man. Thank Thanks you, so man. Much. Cheers, Thank Alex. you very much. Nice one, mate. So there we have it guys, that's Joshua's story. I hope you enjoyed this one. And as I said at the beginning, it's a really powerful episode and Joshua's got this amazing energy about him. And you know, it was amazing to hear, you know, about him having found a bigger purpose and wanting to give that back and as much as he can to the world and sort of feed that positivity back into everyday life. And I love the bit where we were talking about the power of human connection and how that just means so much and offering people your time and how important that can be and I think there's something really amazing in that and really powerful and also I'm loving his do something for nothing movement if you do want to get involved you know he's giving you the details of the hashtag and don't be scared to just go out there and literally do something for nothing offer your help to someone be that person put that positive energy out into the world and see what comes back into your life and you might be surprised so thanks again for listening Make sure you hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at IamAlexManzi. Hit me up with any questions or any guests that you want to hear from. Make sure you go and get your tickets for the live show, thedreamersdisease.co.uk forward slash tickets. And I hope to see you there. And if not, make sure you're going out there and chase your dreams. This podcast is produced by Unedited.